UTIs are the worst. I've been there. One year, I had eight UTIs. If you get UTIs, then you understand how awful the cycle can be. I was taking all the precautions, and cranberry products, they just never worked for me. I was desperate for a way to be proactive. It was hard on me and on my husband. It was tough to see her in pain, and I wanted to help. I'm Jenna. And I'm Spencer. With Spencer's background in biochemistry and our shared frustration when it came to UTIs, we were inspired to start Eucora. At Eucora, we make innovative urinary tract supplements and UTI relief products. Our effective urinary tract supplements finally give you a way to be proactive. Feel like you've tried everything? We get it. We have a money-back guarantee so you can try risk-free. If you're not happy, you'll get a full refund. We're on a mission to help women get their lives back. Ready to join them? Go to Eucora.com today. Eucora.com. They see you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, we have a lot to get to. The violence and attacks continuing in Ukraine. Zelensky, the president, says talks must work with Russia. If not, it's the start of World War III. President Biden confirms Russia used hypersonic missiles, hypersonic missiles, which Biden says that means that Putin's back is against the wall. I agree with the president on this one. By the way, hypersonic Missiles are capable, I want you to think about this, at moving at five times the speed of sound, which means that they are much more devastating on impact. Former President Donald Trump, in an interview with Fox News, says that uh, Putin would not have invaded Ukraine if he were still in the White House. I think any fair, reasonable person would agree with that assessment. And so now we're in a situation where President Biden is headed to Brussels Thursday of this week, also to Poland. That's one of the stories that I am looking at this morning. And, of course, we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222, and I have my my iPad right in front of me here, and so if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, you can also do that at Dominic TV. So, of course, Ukraine stories that I am looking at this morning, and it comes off of a... um, a well-rested weekend that I had in Rhode Island, uh, in Rhode Island for my grandson's ninth birthday party. I had never heard, hey, Matt, I have a question for you. Have you ever heard of launch before? Of what? Launch. No. I had never heard of launch. How about Alex? Has he ever heard of launch? Have you ever heard of launch? Launch. No, what is this? What is this? Launch. As I found out, rudely found out this weekend, it is massive in time in terms terms of size, and it's like kid heaven. It's got laser games. It's got tag. It's got bouncing up and down. I had never heard of this place before. Oh, it's like a big facility. It's it's huge in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island. Oh, huge. Maybe we don't have them down here. I, I, I wish I we did. It I sounds don't awesome. Know. But so, okay, what's what's the biggest thing we have down here for kids? Uh, what Chuck E. Cheese? What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no? Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, There's a place in New Jersey that's big. Um, I forget the name of it right now. It's in Freehold. Okay, that's that's a that's a, like that. 
David okay. Buster's he's maybe. A, David yeah, Buster's. Oh yeah, David Buster's. So it's That's right. like it's not... like three times the size of David Buster's, but wow. only for children. Wow. wow. I want to cool. go. go there. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it makes you it makes you want to um yeah. it makes you want to take part. So thanks guys. I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one that had never heard of launch before. So a little bit of positive a little bit of positive before I get into the negative here of the stories that I'm watching. I'm going to your calls on Ukraine, but there is so much dysfunction locally. That, frank, frankly, uh, it makes me feel like I, I wish I was back in Rhode Island this morning. Okay. One, I come back, I return from Rhode Island to find a violent weekend in New York City. 29 people shot. One weekend. How does that happen? 29 people. Issue number two. A nine-year-old, nine-year-old tourist from uh, Miami sucker punched um, outside the, uh, excuse me one second here, outside the uh, Plaza Hotel in Manhattan. The doorman uh, was one of the heroes that stopped the suspect from uh, fleeing. A nine-year-old girl, I hope you heard what I said, folks, sucker punched. Then we have the situation where a driver runs over a man while doing donuts in his car. And I just recently found that that means you're going round and round and round, burning your tires at a very high speed. And so a 23-year-old Manhattan man, was run over while he was trying to film this souped-up infinity, uh, infinity, infinity, uh, doing donuts before a crowd of onlookers. Unfortunately, the man fell. Now, this happened uh, in Manhattan at uh, Van Damme and Greenwich Streets uh, in Hudson Square, the man fell, and as a result, his mother GoFundMe page right now because he's in the hospital with a cracked skull, numerous broken bones, and cannot talk or eat. His name is Christopher Brito. So that's the situation with that young man. And so just a number of local issues that are on my mind, but of course the situation in Ukraine, and I'm going to go to, I see all the phone calls on Ukraine uh, from Ohio to Brooklyn to New Jersey. I'm going to go to them in just one second, but let's start with Phil and the Bronx on crime in New York City. Is that correct, Phil? Yeah, hi. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, and I hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm kind of depressed, though, over all this stuff going on. Listen, there's, there's three simple things you can do to stop the crime. First, you get five or 6,000 people in front of that, that fool idiot Bragg's office over at Hogan Place. And you have, them, you have them screaming their brains out. And I guarantee you it'll get media attention. The point is Bragg is not going to change unless he sees 5,000 people looking up at him from his window. The second thing is these precincts, I'm going to tell you something. I've, I ride the trains frequently. I visit a lot of disabled and handicapped vets. And I ride the trains a lot. And I'm going to tell you, the only cops I've seen are three cops on one station at a table checking people's backpacks. I saw no cops on the train, and I know what an undercover cop looks like. Nothing on the train, and the trouble on the train, people urinating between the cars, people harassing the people, people doing gymnastics in, in the cars, threatening people's safety. It's got to stop. We need we need real policing on the trains, not this gibberish that comes down from from Bragg or from that that Eric Adams phony. Hey, but but, third, but Phil, I'm going to let you wait. Hold on. Hold on one second, Phil. I'm going to let you do your third thing and then I need to move on to other calls. But uh, one I'm going to at about 1245 in um, in the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. I'm going to tell you one area this morning where. 
the little guy has a victory from the office of the Manhattan District Attorney. But please make your third point, Phil, and then I need to move on. The third point is we need to get something understood with this bail reform. We need to go, you go down to 100 Center Street, you get a couple of thousand people, and you scream blue, bloody, black murder in front of that building, and I guarantee you, you'll get big media attention. These judges don't care. They do have discretion, by the way. I have a friend of mine who's a Superior Court clerk. He told me judges do have discretion. They are afraid to use it because they're going to get reprimanded by their, their betters. The right. point is we need to lock these idiots up because I'm telling you, uh, I'm in the Bronx. I'm not in a good area of the Bronx. A lot of people here are starting to walk around with baseball bats and pipes. They ain't taking nothing from nobody anymore. They don't want to be threatened. Right. So it's got to, something has got to give. Well, Phil, you are correct that something does have to give, and it simply does not have to uh, be this way. It it really, really doesn't. Let's switch now to the uh, topic. I'm going to come back to local, what's going on. But let's switch to Ukraine and hypersonic missiles being used. And, folks, this is the point that I've been trying to make consistently is what's going to happen when Putin's back is up against the wall? What's going to happen? President Biden is already warning that Putin may launch cyber attacks against the U.S. and use chemical weapons in Ukraine. That's where we find ourselves as of uh, right now. So the forces uh, the, the representing Ukraine, they're fighting back and they're slowing down Russian troops. But there's only but so much fighting you can do when it's not a fair battle to begin with, that you don't have the same equipment, you don't have the same resources. And this is the situation that we find ourselves in. And hopefully, hopefully something can materialize from the president going there uh, Thursday to Brussels to meet with uh, NATO and also to uh, Poland. And let's go to some of your telephone calls to Dan in Ohio, the great state of Ohio. Good morning, Dan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, Dominic. These supersonic missiles are made from titanium, like our B-1B bombers, our B-2 bombers. Now we want to build a new B-21. They'll cost a billion dollars apiece. But all that titanium comes from Russia. They control and manufacture 80% of the world's titanium. We don't have one titanium foundry in the United States, Canada, South America, Australia. Japan has a small foundry that makes small parts. Our jet engines need titanium. And okay, why, so, so Dan, why, what are you telling why, me? Why here? is it this country, why our newest bombers were made, made back in 1980, worked on them. Why haven't our country built these tight foundries? Because you take fossil fuels and coal. You can't run these fa- factories on wind power and solar panels. It can't be done. And our do-gooders, our green people, and our politicians can't see, and the Pentagon's got a big headache because of titanium. Mm-hmm. So, so in light of what you just said, Dan, how does this all play out? Well, we don't have a, uh, a supersonic titanium missile like the Russian's dagger. And what they were really built for is aircraft killers. They can fly 10 times the speed of sound. They can dodge radar, move around at low altitudes. And we have no de- no defense uh, system at right now to defend against these missiles. And in fact, our the latest bomber I worked on, our newest bomber, the B-1B, it... The, the wing carry-through that's, that uh, holds the bombs or or, or the, arse, the ballistic missiles is not large enough 
to hold a supersonic missile. Okay. And so that's why we want to build this B-21. And uh, we can't build it because we can't get the titanium from Russia. I hear you, Dan, and I, I thank you for the call and have a uh, a lovely morning. We are taking your telephone calls here at Talk Radio 77 WABC, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The situation in Ukraine, good morning to Grace. Grace is in Brooklyn. Grace, what's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's me again. Oh, there's a lot on my mind. But first, I just wanted to say we have to go in and take out this bully. We have. It's a must. We are not safe anywhere. There is war here now. It's just a warning, and, and, and it just gets to me. Because, um, number one, um, we Americans, a lot of Americans thinking, oh, we don't want any war. We don't do. It's here already. Plus, we have our border already open. They don't, we don't even realize what's coming. You see, come um, the other two, next two weeks from now, it's going to be scorched hurts. When, when, you, when you say that's what it's going to be, you don't mean here. You mean, unfortunately, in, in Ukraine. It's going to be in Ukraine, and then it's going to affect worldwide. Worldwide. So that's why when I did say, from earlier to put plane in the sky. It, if they had done that, it would have stopped what to come. It wouldn't have gone this far. And if you notice it getting further and further and further, and the further and further it's getting, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And the, the bottom line is this country is blessed because of humanitarian help that we offered worldwide. And when we just start, stop back, when we just stop and just look what's happening and we don't decide to help, destruction is going to come to this country because God is not going to forgive us for what's happened because it's innocent women and children being killed. This well, is not fighters. It, it against certainly fighters. is that. It certainly is that, Grace. And um, I, I hear the passion in your voice. And, you know, you, you have been predicting uh, how this – uh, since it began. So, Grace, the bottom line is you may be on to something. Thank you for the call. We want to hope that you're not, but you may be on to something. You have been predicting uh, this scenario as it has played out in Ukraine since all of this uh, began. Let's go to our friend Karen in Rockland before I take a break. Good morning to you, Karen. Hi, how are you? I was going to talk about, well, I, I, I can go to any... All the uh, state, local, and um, people in Washington who make bad decisions for this country, somebody needs to start taking some of their salaries away because they are not earning the money that they are making. Hmm. Like uh, like Stuart Cousins in the state doesn't even want to talk about no bail. Right, well, right. Well, let something happen to one of her family members and then see how, you know, like this little nine-year-old that got sucker punched in the head today. Let something oh. happen to one of her family members. Oh. They're getting so tired of these people, those, you know, the ideology, and they're not looking at reality or, or, or people's lives at all, except their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, Karen, uh, again, this past weekend, with myself being um, in Rhode Island, Rhode Island is basically a um, what I would consider a summer state. And I I wasn't really paying attention to everything that was going on here in New York. I was following uh, Ukraine. But, I mean, we're now having headlines, Karen, in New York that Chicago had. How in the hell are 29 people shot in one weekend? And the mayor the mayor's talking about, you know, you got... It's smart. He got ahead of the issue by holding a news conference, praising his uh, his neighborhood teams to get off the headline of what what's going on in the city of New York. Twenty nine people on Sunday night, two correction officers shot uh, at, at a nightclub or, you know, they fired into a nightclub. They they had evicted someone, the the people at the uh, nightclub. This individual returns and opens fire. 
This nine-year-old girl, Karen, I thank you for the call. Nine years old, sucker punched near the Plaza Hotel. At what point is the breaking point? At what point is enough enough? And then, and then, folks, I have people, um, you know, reaching out to me. And again, not not the majority reaching out to me. Oh, oh, you know, why are you talking about this stuff? And and it's like it's like, what planet are you on? Because it for me now, Providence in Rhode Island, you know, urban area, they they have their fair share of problems. But I wasn't in Providence. Where I was at was nice and calm and relaxing. And I felt that I didn't have to worry about being under attack by a homeless person. I felt I didn't have to worry about a stray bullet. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? We are taking your telephone calls on the situation in Ukraine and out-of-control situation here in New York. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I will be right back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm looking at an email, and folks, I do read your emails on the air from time to time from our friend Sal who listens to the program, Sal says, I am not surprised that the nine-year-old girl was punched or that New York had 29 recent shootings over the weekend. After all, this is capitalized here. New woke city with the irresponsible collection of woke DAs, a woke city council, and a woke Albany legislature. Time for a chorus of thug by ya, my lord, by ya, thug by ya, oh lord, thug by ya. That's from uh, Sal. And we're also talking the issue of Ukraine, what's going on. It's going to be a uh, very, very busy week as President Biden heads to Brussels to meet with uh, NATO officials and also to Poland. Let's go to Douglas in Brooklyn. Good morning, Douglas. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. How are you doing? Good morning. Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not a veteran. I'm not a military expert. I prefer Team Trump, but right now we got Team Biden, so I have to really defer decisions to the experts. You know, mm-hmm. I can't. And the only thing I'll say is is uh, Putin is a bloodthirsty monster, and this is becoming a total slaughter. They okay, could, he could make it it's just a total slaughter. So you defer to the quote unquote unquote experts, but what Douglas? What does your heart tell you in terms of? what the U.S. should be doing or not doing? Uh, I don't really know. It's just big decisions, you know, nuclear war. Okay. World war three. Right. <laughs> right. Know. Okay. The difference, the experts. Well, thank you uh, for the call. Let's go from Brooklyn and let's stay in Brooklyn. Let's bring in John. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, as always, good talking to you. I think the last time I was a little tired, uh, but as bad as things are in Ukraine, I see some signs of optimism. Uh, what you may not have mentioned is that Putin had a uh, pro-war rally over the weekend. I think during that rally, he admitted that the economic sanctions against Russia are, are taking effect. Yeah, so I, I, didn't, I, I, I know about pro- the rally. I, I don't know about that headline, John, that you just cited. But go ahead. But but that that was something he had mentioned during during his address, apparently. But uh, it's good news when I hear that a senior captain in the Russian Navy was killed by Ukrainian fighters near uh, off the, uh, I think it was uh, near Odessa, but I may be wrong. Um, what he was doing inside uh, a city uh, assisting other Russian uh Military forces is is a good question. Uh, he should have been aboard his ship, not not uh, dirt side, as it were. And uh, as far as I know, the uh, except for Mariupol, Mar- Mariupol, where they're having 
problems and the Russians have demanded and the Ukrainians have refused to surrender. Uh, Kiev is Kiev is still holding out and, and most of the other cities are holding out this uh, showing grave uh, substantially good resistance to despite more intense Russian artillery Agreed. and rocket fire. Agreed. But there's also, John, and I thank you for the call, it's also the humanitarian effort in terms of, uh, what, 3 million people um, have fled, uh, the injuries, the dead, the children, the pregnant women, the families. For what? For what? Reason. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC 800-848-WABC 800-848-9222. I see we have a few calls on the issue of crime, crime in New York. So let's see what you folks have to say. Miguel in Flushing. Good morning, Miguel, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. It's great to talk to you again. Um Again, it's, you know, with the crime, we're not even at, to the summer yet. And, you know, in the summer, crime upticks. This yes. is going to get even worse. We, we're in the woke city. It's, it's not going to end with Adams. We had the chance to elect Curtis. He would have stopped this crime right away. Instead, they went with Adams. It's going to be the same thing. He's going to do press conferences. He's going to try to get away from the issues. He's going to try to talk about COVID or other things, about mandates, and this crime will continue. I see the next four years, it will continue to get worse unless we start voting differently. When you vote these people out of office, that's when New York will come back. Well, Miguel, you are probably correct. And what I'm thinking about right now is what the doorman at the uh, plaza had to say in coming to the rescue of this nine-year-old girl, in which he says that the little girl is never going to want to come to New York City ever again. The little girl was holding her head after this man um, punched her, and that the doorman also said she's not going to be okay. She's traumatized. Can you imagine? Nine years old, Miguel. Nine years old. Thank you for the call. Nine years old, and this this type of stuff is happening. And I, I mean, Mayor Adams got off to a good start responding to situations. And, of course, the mayor of New York cannot respond to every incident. But a nine-year-old girl, a tourist, punched in the head by by a um, a man that in in the past um in which police were called to his apartment a queen's address in 2018 again in 2019 reports of a edp emotionally disturbed person and he told the officers at that time that he was not on his medication and on one occasion he said he felt suicidal and wanted to be hospitalized that was a few years ago, and then we have the situation of what happened now. To Long Island and Lou. Good morning, Lou. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning, Dominic. I am completely baffled. Uh, Mayor Adams visiting Lori Lightfoot in Chicago on tips of due crime. I mean, the f- a failed mayor, what advice could she possibly give him? She's failed in every aspect of controlling crime in her city. Lou, I agree with you. Um, I, I didn't understand, understand the visit, but maybe it was to see how the mayor, you know, to maybe for some advice on how she ran, how she runs the city of Chicago, but she's not exactly the person that I would be turning to. She's a fellow Democrat. So I understand it, but I, I really believe um, that mayor Adams should sit down with Mayor Giuliani. I really do believe that. Now, now I know some will say on the far, far left that um, that you don't want to go back to the past. But believe me, Lou, I would rather have the days, maybe it's just me personally, of I can walk the streets 
and nobody's uh, rights, civil rights should be violated. But I'd rather be able to walk the streets, Lou, and have a few complaints. I'm not saying it's right of civil rights violations. I'd rather have an empowered NYPD that is getting the job done. As I have said about a million and one times, and I'm not going to stop until I hit two million, Lou, I would rather have the plainclothes unit undercover officers of the NYPD. You cannot please everyone. I understand that the mayor has to play to his base that put him in office. I understand that. But at the same time, we just can't continue to um, to have the city that we have. It's like, it's like every night or at least every week, it's which more outrageous headline is going to make the news. Let's go to Dorothy. Dorothy is calling from Brooklyn. And good morning to you, Dorothy. Good morning, and God bless and protect you and your staff. And thank God for John Katsimatidis for what he's done. Absolutely. I'm, I'm and, his, and his wife, Margot Katsimatidis. Oh, yes, Absolutely. yes. I, I always forget that. Thank you. And, and uh, I'm going to be 89 next month. Wow. And... and, and uh, coming home with my groceries one day, uh, two punks try to get my groceries from me. And all I can tell you is, all they had to push me, we elderly people, you know, our, our legs, we lose our balance. It was the Holy Spirit that guarded me. They didn't get my groceries. I was set up. One punk was hiding behind a car. And when the fellow tried to grab my groceries, Thank God, my hand is strong. I kept him, and then he started crying. The other fellow ran out, started calling to him to get my groceries, but the fellow wouldn't do it. And 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 the fellow who was hiding behind the car and set me up, he was screaming at me. And you know what? I kept walking forward with my shopping bag and my cart, and he backed up all the way to the house. I went forward. He went backward. That's why I know the Holy Spirit was guiding me. But I'm telling you, from now on, when I even get down with my garbage, I take a hacksaw with me. And if they bother me again, they won't be able to set up anyone to do this to. And the American people, not 500, should be out in front of their buildings. A million should do this because I'm afraid to go for my groceries. I've only gone once for groceries since then, and it's terrible. And and I already uh, told this to uh, Lydia over the the, uh, ABC, and, and it's just, why are they doing this? What are they trying to do? And I'm only one tough old lady. Uh, because I was born in Brooklyn and I had to handle myself. But it's got to get uh, out. And I hear other elderly people are even afraid to get down in the big, big buildings for their mail. Mm-hmm. They asked uh, one particular woman was on the radio said she when when any of the uh, UPS drivers come, she'll ask them to assist her down for her mail. Uh, so no one's talking about us poor elderly people. And that little nine-year-old girl, God, please God help her, because when she's 88 like me, she's going to be suffering from PTSD. Well, Dorothy, all, these, all these things come back to you. And instead of having a nice, peaceful life after you raised your children and got them through school properly, then you wind up having PTSD come and spoil all the rest of your life. Well, Dorothy, all I can say is let the church say amen after you've just delivered a, practically a sermon here and a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm not joking around. Uh, one, it saddens me, and this is why I'm trying to change the topic. It saddens me that, uh, that these young men try to, um, take your, uh, your, your groceries and, and, and I'm glad they weren't successful and I'm glad that you were not injured. But when you when you start saying carrying a, a hacksaw is what I believe you you said, um, please be careful because um, it, it, many of these uh, people, young people, have very little respect and certainly no respect for their elders. 
and we we don't want anything bad to happen to you. Okay, so you promise me you you're gonna be okay and take it easy. <laughs> no, I'm carrying my hacksaw. Believe me, <laughs> but but Dominic, I appreciate you and the rest of of the whole uh, WABC. Thank God we have you there. God is using you and every one of you, and 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 even. Anyone who mentions uh, uh, Almighty God on the radio, this is what we have to do. We can't be mentioning other fictitious gods. Well, Dorothy, Almighty God, not only God, Almighty God, well, and Dorothy, He will protect us as He protected me. And- Dorothy, I um, I, I I agree with you, um, and and I I thank you uh, for your comment. Dominic Carter here with you folks, Talk Radio 77 WABC. So 88-year-old Dorothy is not having it. It's that simple. Let's see what Jack in Connecticut has to say. Good morning, Jack. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. The reason why I'm calling is I think you'll agree with this, but I wanted to hear your comments. I never – I've been following politics my whole life. I'm 60 years old, and I'm a conservative. But I never recall a time in all the years where a party, in this case a Democrat party, run by leftists mostly, do not care at all about the people. The old Democrat party would care about the border. The old Democrat party would care if poor people couldn't get uh, their gas and oil at a low price. The old Democrat party would care if people are getting uh, you know, slaughtered on the street. And now it's not, they don't care at all. As far as I can tell, the leadership does not care about the regular people. Am I wrong? Well, no, you're not wrong, Jack. But what what's going on, th- th- this is what I mean when I say what's good is bad and what's bad is good. Because it's been, the, it's been flipped upside down. And so thus... Uh, and you mentioned the Democrats, so let, let's be honest about it and let's call it for what it is. So the Democrats will say, we realize your rights have, your rights have been violated and we are standing up for you, the American people, and making sure the police and others don't violate your rights. What they don't tell you, Jack, as you just basically alluded to, is <laughs> they, 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 they're defending you, quote-unquote, while you're being robbed in the middle of the street. In other words, they're looking the other way. And things are just so I, – I don't understand. I really don't, Jack. I really don't. And let me let me calm down. I don't want to raise my voice. I don't understand. I Maybe I need uh, some pills or something. I don't understand. I don't understand how anyone can consider themselves a responsible elected official with what's going on these days. Jack, it's it's as simple as that. I don't get it. I thank you for the call, and you know, you know, Jack. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right that that they just don't care. I mean, a nine year old girl punched in the head by um, an individual. Notice, I said individual. I'm not even going to get into the accurate definition or accurate way this person should be portrayed. I'm not going to do that this morning. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say individual. But at the same time, folks, you know, it it was great in Rhode Island this weekend. And it makes me wonder, well, what's the upside to being in New York? What's the upside? I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm fed up. I'm disgusted. All of this woke nonsense, it's time to go. I mean, at what point, you know, young people, right? So, Matt, you and Alex, you guys are younger than me. Put, Put on your headsets for a second, please, before I take this commercial break. I want you guys to explain to me. Maybe I'm getting old and I'm just, the older you get, the more conservative you get. But explain this phenomenon to me of donuts in a car and everybody are excited. And then some people decide to get in the middle of the donut and yeah. videotape it from the inside out, except for when you trip and fall and now you have a fractured skull. Well, 
the only the only thing I remember about donuts is you used to do it in like, in the snow, like in a big giant parking lot where there's nobody around. Mm-hmm. But I've seen many videos like you're describing of a whole crowd of people are uh, crowded around a spinning car doing donuts, and inevitably somebody always isn't paying attention, right? And walks too close to the car, or the car goes out of control and spins and spins into the crowd. And I was just saying, Alex, if I'm watching somebody doing donuts, I'm going to be like 50 feet away. I'm not going to be standing around as close as I possibly can be to the car because the car can go out of control. And the courageous driver, by the way, left as soon as the guy's uh, skull was fractured. The police are looking right. for him. Really? So, so Alex, you, you tell me about this phenomenon here of donuts. I mean, honestly, I couldn't possibly tell you because uh, me and my friends like all got our driver's licenses at 21. So, I mean, you know. Uh, I've never really had uh, no, or known anybody who, you know, did donuts or anything like that. So I, I've never really viewed it as a phenomenon necessarily. But I mean, if you know, this whole this case is just terrible. I mean, like you said, that that guy, you know, the courageous driver, like you said, getting up and leaving right afterwards. That's just you know, that's a terrible thing. And and in the city of New York, it's not like this is Syracuse, New York, right. or. Or right. or 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 some smaller community in the city of New York, and so where were they even doing it? In, in, in a, I mean, where is the out the on parking the street, lot? Out on the street, just in the and middle of a street. Yes, yes. yes. People walking works. on the sidewalk. Uh, no, they were in the middle of the street, and the young people were all around the car. So again, guys, this is why I wanted to hear from you because maybe, and I just blew past our commercial break, <laughs> but maybe, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe it's time for me to settle down and move to Florida, and just pick up the papers and read the headlines about what's going on in New York and go outside in my backyard and enjoy the uh, the uh, the backyard and just make sure I don't run into any alligators. Maybe it's time for me to, you know, because, guys, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Would you I, really enjoy that, though, Dominic, is the real question. I, I could really live in Rhode Island and be happy. Fair I enough. Could re- I could really do it. But on that note, guys, coming up in about 13 minutes from now, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, will have more of your telephone calls when we come back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And, folks, we are going back to your telephone calls, but call this one a victory for the people, for us. Remember the guy in the Bronx, the... The uh, gentleman, Frank Abroqua, 37 years old, was uh, arrested and released, uh, used his own human waste to smear a woman's face because in the Bronx because she uh, declined his romantic uh, advances. Well, as we speak, he's in jail right now. And finally, he got off in terms of being released uh, from that case are being released from an anti-Semitic attack in uh, Brooklyn. But he was finally arraigned before a judge, Michael Gaffey. And Judge Gaffey set his bail at $5,000 on fresh charges of criminal mischief and harassment uh, stemming from a violent incident over the weekend. He went into, apparently, um, this guy has 20 arrests. And he went into a Harlem storage facility and said he was owed money, said he was going to come back. He then allegedly uh, shattered a glass window with a dumbbell. And so he's in jail as we speak. One for the people of New York. Let's go to Bobby. Bobby in Long Island. Good morning, Bobby. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How you doing, brother? It's been a while. Uh the last time I talked to you is when you were getting all frustrated and angry about the blacks on blacks with the shooting, and I told you not to give up. I don't know if you remember me. I remember. Go ahead, Bobby. Okay. Here's what I got to say. If you want to move, you got every right to move. But um, this might be a guilt thing. So many people depend on you and what you have to say. So if you move to Rhode Island, 
That's great. But see if you can get something like Cousin Brucey got so we can still hear you at night. <laughs> well, Bobby, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's very, very kind of you. Um, at the end of the day, um, for right now, I'm not going anywhere. But 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 okay, it, but, it, but 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 here, here's the truth, Bobby. So um, uh, tonight, well, a few hours ago, I'm talking with my wife and she's a few credits short of her Ph.D. And she says. I'm going to go back now and finish my PhD, right? I'm like, wonderful. We're behind you a thousand percent. And then I'm like, uh-oh, but where are you going to finish your PhD at? Because, you know, the way crime is. So she works at, uh, at Manhattan College, and Manhattan College has a PhD program, which you can finish there, but we got to worry about her safety. So my first answer coming back from Rhode Island this weekend I said, well, why don't you finish your Ph.D. at Harvard? And her reply was, Harvard is too much money. And she's right, you know. But the situation that that all of us, all of us collectively are in. Remember, folks, I've been in this city, the city of New York, as a little boy. And I think that's why I live in Rockland County, because, frankly, I didn't want my kids raised Around all this nonsense. It's as simple as that. Let's go to uh, our buddy Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Well, if you want to leave, leave. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, it. Uh, I you know, uh, I understand you're, you're worried about your wife. But the conversation, that, well, you know, now I'm thinking of leaving and go to Rhode Island. Rhode Island's a great state, by the way. I've been there. It's quiet, nice. Nothing goes on there, but it's a quiet place. It's great to raise a family. But the conversation of leaving, I hear this all the time. My suggestion to people who want to leave is go, please. I mean, uh, how many times are you going to run away from places? I mean, oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, nobody I'm said not I, nobody you. Said, I mean, everybody. Hey, hey Stan, all, 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 all I'm saying to you, and in a minute, uh, Frank Marano is going to be joining us here. But all I'm saying to you is that I, I've been in the city of New York giving back to young people my entire life. My entire life. I mentor young people. I help them with internships, uh, white and black. And I'm just disgusted, Stan, and I'm going to let you have your say. I'm disgusted at some of the things that are occurring because some of these young people, not all, not most, some of these young people are acting like they have absolutely no sense. Go right ahead, Stan. You're right. And they didn't have sense 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Things are get worse. Things are always going to get worse or get better. Uh, I've heard this before from people like, I got to leave, I got to get out. I say go. I mean, you know, you can't. Uh, it's bad, but you can't keep, you know, the idea of, well, I got to run. Okay, then you'll run somewhere else if it gets bad in Rhode Island and it's burning. So, you know, you stand and fight somewhere, and you have been fighting for 20 years, and there are good people, and there are scum walking the streets. But you can't keep saying, well, I'm going to move, you know, this and that. I understand with kids and everything, and your wife who you'll cherish. But you can't that that I hate hearing that all the time. Well, I'm getting the hell out. I'm going to go to Florida, and then if something happens in Florida, I'm going to go somewhere else. You know, it's hey, a, hey Stan. It, but but what I mean is that I'm watching community leaders sign off in approval of behavior of young people that we all know is wrong, and I can't stand by and support that. And, 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 and I'm on. And frankly, I you and I are on the losing end of the stick. They have taught these young people that. You're a victim. You could do whatever you want, and and that's that. And but Stan, thank you for the call, my friend. But it's just, but I do have to move on. We're gonna try and get a few more calls in right now. Frank Morano is here with me, and good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. So, what do you have coming up this morning? All right. Well, we're gonna be uh, chronicling this Russia-Ukraine situation. Very interesting guest joining me in the one o'clock hour by the name of Ray McGovern. He was a CIA analyst and officer for thirty years. He actually. Uh, chaired the National Intelligence Estimate, meaning he's the one that prepared the president's daily briefing during the 1980s. Now, since retiring, he's become very critical of the intelligence community and American foreign policy in general. He has a very different view of the Russia situation from what we've been seeing on most of the mainstream networks. So I'm eager to talk with him about that. And uh, I have invited all of the candidates for New York governor to come on the radio with me. 
Uh, today we're going to ha- hear from another one, Larry Sharp, who is the Libertarian Party candidate. He's going to join me around 3.30. And I understand tomorrow at 1 a.m. you have a blockbuster oh, show this with, is the, with two amazing guests. Th- that's right. This is probably the... Most important guest I've ever had, the most interesting, the most intelligent. I'm going to be joined by her and Dominic Carter. So, uh, in all seriousness, no, I'm going to be, uh, you know, you and Rita and me, we're all number one. In fact, this radio station is number one from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. So I've actually, I'm, I've invited Bill O'Reilly to uh, call in as well. I think we may have to pre-tape him. We'll see. I don't know if he's uh, a, a night owl like we are. But uh, I thought it would be fun to get all of the hours that constitute the number one rated shows in their time slot all on the same show. So we're going to have some fun. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Hudson, our friend Hudson in the Bronx. Good morning, Hudson. Good morning, Dom. Good morning, Frank. Morning. Um, I know I know we only got a minute left. I just got to tell you, um, it's almost good to hear guys like Stan. Uh, it's good to hear the anger. Um, it's like a drowning man right now. It's the whole Democrat Party. Uh, they know that they're going down. Uh, they're angry. They know that none of their policies work. Uh, they wake up angry. They go to sleep angry. Everything they do. And what do we do? We're going to win. It's going to be 62 degrees tomorrow. Playing call for my pops tomorrow, by the way. But uh, Really? It's 62 tomorrow? 62, yeah. No, we'll see you at enough. the beach, well, Hudson, right? Hey, listen, man. Anything. As, 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 as long as it's far away from the city, but the city will get better. But Frank and Don, let me tell you. These guys, like, 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 whatever. He calls up. Everything is negative, negative, negative. It doesn't matter what you say. He's going to say the opposite. This is what they do. And I'm telling you, their day is up, and our day is coming. And and you guys have a good night, man. Love you guys both. You too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Hudson. Mr. Morano, you select the next call. Well, obviously, we got to pick your namesake, Dominic in Brooklyn. Uh, Dominic in Brooklyn, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. Go right ahead. Yeah, hi, guys. I just want to say that New York... State New York City needs a good old-fashioned law and order candidate, and that's where we need to corrupt the city. We don't have neither. The governor, forget about her, and the mayor, I'm not too impressed with him. Right. Well, Dominic, I, I thank you for the call, and I really appreciate your comment. And I, you know, Frank, I agree with him. We do need a law, I mean, a strong law and order mayor. You say. Well, look, obviously, I agree. I, I did like Kathy Hochul's proposal to reform bail reform or repair bail reform. And I like uh, what Eric Adams is doing in terms of uh, this anti-gun unit, formerly known as the anti-crime unit. I think if we continue in that direction, those will be important steps in fixing the city. Folks, you want to keep it right there. The best show on radio. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, starts right now. Talk Radio 77 W. ABC.